Here's a new app. Come on and listen. Here's a new app. App. Come on and listen. Here's a new app. Come on and listen. Here's a new app. App. Come on and listen. Jordan. 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 Ooh. Jordan. 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 Hi. Jordan. Jordan. Hi. Hey, that one's for AJ. You got the intro you wanted. Crystal Day. Thank you. For the shout out from one of our best listeners. AJ. Oh yeah, love love hearing a message from AJ. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Gonzo. This is Steve. How's it going, Steve? It's going. I'm I'm so glad that we get to be together tonight. Yeah, we had a week off. We took the week, the Father's Day week off. So I know people were itching to hear the new apps. So. Uh, here it is. <laughs> yeah, a lot of awesome feedback about us uh, singing some Matchbox 20. You yeah, know. people Excellent. were saying more, more singing <laughs> intros. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> we got a voice memo. <laughs> hey, Steve. Hey, Gonzo. This is Duper. I'm a little behind listening to your podcast. I just listened to your catch episode and I loved it. Classic MySpace. Um, you said you wanted some more voice memos, so I guess I, I heard the message. So uh, right before you had mentioned that, you had talked a little bit about catfishing and stuff, and I have a little catfish story myself, where I was a lamest catfisher ever. Uh, me and my buddy Sean used to list, uh, play Yahoo Pool a lot, you know, like billiards. And when he wasn't on, I would want to play, and nobody would ever play with some random dude from Utah, you know. So I created a login, like something ridiculous, like hot, super hot babe 69 or something like that. <laughs> and then, you know, early high school, middle school, my crush at the time was Tori Wilson, the professional wrestler. So I put a picture of her on there and I got to tell you. Tori Wilson, that's hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was a different world. So <laughs> some people just wanted to play pool, but a lot of people did not want to do that as much as I did. So. It was a little weird experience. So that's how I got to play pool with a bunch of creeps. Didn't last very long. There you go. Voice memo sent. Well, how was how was Father's Day? It was good. It was. It, I was like telling. I think I told. I, did I tell you this that last year Father's Day we're driving to like my or or my in laws at like five or whatever for dinner, and I like turn around, turn back to the back seat, and I'm like. Is anybody going to say happy Father's Day to me today? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, yeah. Like, is that today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but this year, like, I went on a I went on a run in the morning, and the kids were still in bed. When I got back inside, everybody said happy Father's Day. And Amelia drew me a, a cool Father's Day uh, card, and Rosie uh, wrote me a card, too, like, with a cool drawing in it. So... This time they, I, I felt, I felt appreciated. It was perfect execution. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. It was great Father's Day. That's awesome. Ours, I, we were like traveling. I went to like this convention in Texas, and we flew home on Father's Day. So it was kind of nice to just like wake up, and but it also like traveling just like drains you. And so I got home, and I was just like, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. But we went down because I, like, I got my practice in West Jordan, but it's like I. I just want to open up something in Saratoga. So it was a big just seminar all about how to, like the A to Z of opening up a brand new dental practice from scratch. And so, I mean, selfishly, I'd love if you had a practice here. It's just 
so much of a shorter <laughs> drive to go to the dentist. I know. Well, and selfishly, I would like it too because I could <laughs> yeah. like ride my bike, you know, or uh, not drive to West Jordan every day. But I mean, I love my practice in West Jordan. But I know just, you could be like the next Cameron riding your bike to work. I know. Cameron will talk. <laughs> but, uh, but that was, it was cool. It was actually really awesome. And uh, I learned a lot of stuff. I brought Natalie with me. So we were able to go to San Antonio and like do the river walk, which was really cool. Um, I recommend it. If anyone ever has a chance to go to San Antonio, it's just like, it's really cool. Like the, the architecture is really cool. You got the Alamo there. Um, it is super hot though. It's like, yeah, so hot. So maybe just don't go like in the summertime. Maybe in the fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then if you guys, I know we mentioned it a, a little bit ago, but, um, Natalie's put, putting out a ton of episodes on the, on our podcast and it's getting really good. I'm like, I, I like listening. So it's like, I want to plug Natalie's podcast. Uh, how's the view? It's, it's been fun to listen. It's awesome. It's cool. Cause she's been like, she has conversations with other coaches about specific topics, whether it's like faith or dating or just making decisions. And then she also has her episodes where she just does like 10 to 15 minutes of like just topics. Yeah. No, she, when good. she was on our, our, like our podcast, that was the best. The best yeah. one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I love it. So, um, who do we have on tonight? We are talking to Bart Baxter. I'm excited to talk to him. What do you? What are your memories of Bart from high school? Um, you know, like middle school and high school with him. I know he was in the band. Um, like I, I put him together with like those other kids that were in the band. I didn't spend a ton of time with him, not friendly guy, like yeah. I, but I don't have a ton of like hangout memories with him, but that's what I think of like the bad two, guy. The, I, I have two things. Like I remember him, he probably, I think in high school ended up growing a little bit, but I'm like being a short guy. I'll also notice other short guys. So it's like, I remember he's a little guy, but he had a good like three pointer. He had a good outside shot in, in, uh, in basketball. So I remember that and uh, and yeah, I remember him in the band too. Those are those are my two like when when I remember Bart. It's like obviously yeah, friendly. We were just um, cordial with each other, friendly with each other. Um, but yeah, those are my two the two things that that jump at out at me. Yeah. So I I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. All right. So here's our conversation with Bart. Bart Baxter, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is great. I, I realize I'm like number 90 something, but you know, I'm number one in your hearts, right? Absolutely. So, You're number one in this moment. Every episode yes. is number one. <laughs> I'm your favorite right now. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Catch us up a little bit. What's what's your life been like? What, what have you been doing the last 20 years? Yeah, man. It's, it's like, it's not a job interview, but as I was thinking about it, it's going to sound a little bit like it, but, but we'll give you some context, right? So... Um, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but uh, literally the day after we graduate, I don't know if you know this, but I was shipped off to the Army. And uh, I did I did basic training and uh, AIT to be a mechanic. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll share more about that story here in a second. But um, I went to University of Utah as a big BYU fan and, uh, and graduated in communications. My whole goal in life was to be a sports news anchor. And uh, in my very last semester, my wife ran into Craig Bowlerjack and he said, don't do it. <laughs> it's a terrible life. Uh, he's like, my wife's awesome and she understands, but 90% of the people in this industry don't have families and it's, 
it's he just didn't want the competition. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's that guy's name? Oh yeah, let's, let's not do that. <laughs> so he he gave me some good some good tips and tricks, and so we ended up jumping out of that. And I just never ended up really knowing what I wanted to do. So I went into sales, <laughs> sales ever since. So I, I worked at a small company for with my buddy, uh, a mission buddy of mine, and uh, I left there, went to Zions Bank. And uh, met my wife, which was good timing because then I got fired from Zion's Bank. Imagine that. Uh, and and then went over to AT&T. And then if you guys have heard of Qualtrics, yeah. Um, yeah. Austin Nilsson, right? Otherwise known as Skillet. For those, and, and literally, I don't know if you remember, but Missy Moss once told me that she didn't know what his real name was. It was like Skillet's not his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he referred me in there. We, we, we linked up and I worked there for nine years. And, and now I run a, a software team and a, a sales team at a small software company. So um, that's where we're at. I've got uh, I got four kids, a dog. And as, as I've, I was telling you guys earlier before, I just moved um, down the street from where I was. And I'm in, I'm in Riverton. So if anyone's local and they want to come find me after this podcast, let's, uh, let's chat it up. It'll be great. Oh, love it. Smoke love some it. meat or something. <laughs> yeah. You know. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, take us back a little bit. Um, who was teenage Bart? Who, how'd you see yourself back in high school? Okay. So teenage Bart, I got a couple of, uh, a little stories here that'll sort of outline who I am. But if, if you remember, I was buried in the band. I wasn't highly social. I was a band nerd, self-proclaimed, and I loved cars. So I had this 91 Honda Accord through most of high school. And this was when like Fast and the Furious was coming out. So I got the under seat light kits, you know, to set the mood with the <laughs> yeah. ladies and had a, a little motorized stereo system that would pop out. And I played with the gauges and the exhaust and all. Anyway, so it was, it was a fun little knock around car. But I've, I've kept that, um, you know, kind of love for cars um, going. And, and that's what, actually why I joined the military was to go work on Humvees. I ran a lot, played a lot of basketball. We talk about. You know, I think every time, so there's a little a little group of us that would just play every day right there um, next to Buttercup Park. And uh, we'd go over to like different churches or we'd go play football in the summer. But I just remember going out uh, with, with Skillet anytime we would go uh, play basketball, we'd go down to Pizza Hut after and grab a pizza. I was like, I can't do that anymore. We used to just slay a whole pizza and then you'd be back at it the next day. So <laughs> I miss the days of a, a slow, um, you know, well, a fast metabolism. Right, yeah. That slow down right in our old age so um but look kind of the fun side of me and and this is just a, a memory that popped up today and i just had to we're gonna we're gonna memorialize it right now guys so you're gonna get some gold right here <laughs> well i don't know if if you remember um i well to set the stage it was one summer i we, I, we found this like tanning lotion that would help you make it look like you got a really nice tan you'd rub it on and your skin would turn you know really dark and yeah, I, dark I, orange. I, yeah, <laughs> or, or orange, right? Yeah. And I had this this nickname. It was Ice. Okay, and so I thought I was being funny, and I wrote Ice on my stomach. And um, it was funny because just a, a few days later, and this wasn't planned at the time, but a few days later, we got invited to a pool party. And I still remember Tara Jewel. Um, I'm, I'm sure she's got another last name now, but Tara Jewel said, "Hey, wait a second. You like Elise, don't you?" I crave Elise. I was like, oh <laughs> and I had, I had a crush on Elise Brantley and I was, I was just too shy to ever say anything to her, but uh, I, I was always known for the ice guy growing up. So I had a little goofy side, a little goofy streak, uh, but I was just a dork just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So, so, so love basketball, band, um, Pizza Hut, Pizza Hut, dorky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously cars, like you were saying. You know what? What were the things that occupied your mind if you put yourself back there? And and is that how you saw yourself? Did you see? Did you like consider yourself? Oh, I'm a I'm a band nerd. You know. Yeah, I mean, look, like a lot of my friends were were over there. If you remember, like the Scott Emleys and Jake Nelson, yeah. right? And, um, and and that and that whole group. It, it was a, it was great because we were very talented um, in band. And I remember going to a bunch of different festivals. If you remember Randall Clark, just wild band teacher, just awesome. Uh, he still is teaching, um, and I still follow him around on Facebook. But yeah, a lot of time just in music, and a lot of time just absorbing cars, and then Friday nights, and and look like. You guys interviewed Paul not too long ago, and he didn't he didn't get to talk about how cool he was. So I'm going to talk about how cool Paul is for a second. You knew that you were awesome. If Paul came to hang out with you on a Friday <laughs> night, we would call him and be like, who's going to be there? And we'd try and name like all the cool people we knew. <laughs> what are you going to do? Oh, dude, Paul, we're going to make videos, man. Like we make the funniest videos. And I don't know if Bryson has shared any of our videos with you guys. If you've seen any of them, I keep asking. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got them because he shared them with me. So maybe he's embarrassed. I don't know. But um, <laughs> we got Paul a few times, but we were just trying to be cool. Like just trying to be cool like Paul and get Paul to come hang out with us. Um, but we knew that Paul had a lot of, you know, he had a lot on the female persuasion that he was, he was following around too. So if Paul gave us some time, we knew we were cool. So we were trying, you know, that was, that was, really as well. I was a band I was working on cars and I was trying to be cool. So love fun. it. So how do you see yourself today? How, how have you changed? Okay. So I'm wearing, I'm wearing my pizza planet shirt today. I did that on purpose because I'm a dad of four. I got a 12, seven, five and three year old. Uh, my 12 year old just got back from Lake Powell and I'm actually like really sad because I didn't get to go with her. Um, but she's a competitive gymnast. And uh, I have found that I have become an expert in all things gymnastics. And I, I mean that totally jokingly, but I'll sit there and be like, oh, that was totally a 9.9. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. And look, like my seven-year-old just finished a baseball season where I was clearly like the smartest baseball player that ever lived. And <laughs> so I'm just out there <laughs> coaching him. I have no clue what's going on. And, and I got my, my five-year-old that's into soccer. And it's like, I, I didn't play soccer. I ran. You know, and I played basketball like that's all I did. So it's fun, man. I'm just I'm having a good time uh, raising kids and uh, taking them to Disneyland any chance we get trying to just give them new experiences. We're out four wheeling all the time and riding motorcycles and things like that. So it's uh, that's that's what takes up my time now. I'm just trying to just trying to work to live and just keep everyone happy and and running and getting new experiences. Um, and I'm having a blast doing it. You know, they say it's like blink and your kids get old. It's like. Ah, oh, that's that scares me to death because I'm having the time of my life right now with, with raising those kids and um, and doing new things and fun things. How are you? Uh, how are you different from teenage Bart? <laughs> Do you still call Paul and be like, "Come, please come over, <laughs> Paul. Tell me how to. <laughs> how can I be cool like you?" <laughs> Paul, Paul blocked me a long time. That, that ship sailed. Um, yeah, I would say the di differences, Steve. It's it's funny because. Um, you know, my wife will say to me a lot of times before I go taking off in the razor or something, she's like, don't let teenage Bart come out, please. Um, and it's usually before I try and do something really stupid, you know, whether it's like roll the, roll the razor or uh, I don't know, just do something really dumb. Um, 
So I think there's definitely still an element of me that's got the kid at heart. And I, and I, and I love listening to the podcast where I hear you guys, you, you just flash back, right? And uh, you never lose that. And so I think that there's maybe an element of responsibility, but ultimately a personality and just the fun side is still there. And, and you know, I hope that it, it's sad to see that some people might lose that, but I hope I never do um, to just try to stay goofy and just keep having fun and just enjoying life. So I wouldn't say there's a whole lot different other than just try and learn a few things along the way and just try to keep the kids alive and, and fed and <laughs> having their own experiences and growing up. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I agree. What, what have, um, what have you learned? What are your big lessons? So I think that it's really important and you guys, it's been like what, 19 years now, almost 20 years since we graduated. Yeah. Like it's scary. I don't know what you're going to do for a 20th anniversary, you know, of our graduation episode, but Missy, um, <laughs> Missy's going to figure that out. <laughs> big surprises planned. Here we go. Um, you know, I think it's just, I think it's important and this might be a good time to kind of transition back to some of my army stuff because it's important to cultivate and build relationships and, and, and keep them right. Like some of your best friends that you can see over time, um, you know, they become super valuable. And I think people in your life become really valuable. And honestly, like I didn't do a good enough job valuing that we had a really fun core group of friends and, you know, everyone just kind of goes their separate ways. That's going to happen. Right. But I think, realizing the value of that in the moment is really important. And so, you know, building those relationships with like my kids is great, but also still like cultivating some of those relationships that you might find even just at any time when you meet someone, you know, and you become friends, it's like, yeah, everybody's a little bit different, but friendships and, and relationships really are what make life great. And when I left or when I graduated, you know, that next day I was on a plane going to Kentucky for basic training and I felt like there was probably a senior trip or two, and there was probably a lot of parties that summer. And I just missed out on a lot of that. And it's just, that's one of the regrets, I think, um, in terms of at least the timing, is not being able to continue to fortify and, and build some of those relationships um, at really a crucial time. You know, came home from training, and then it was time to go on the mission. So it's like, all right. So, you know, you take off when all your friends are having their farewells or having their, you know, summer parties. I was out in the military and I don't regret joining the military. I think it's just more of a timing thing of um, lessons learned across life. That's just, it's the people that really make things, uh, make things great in your life. So treat everybody. I don't want to say like, it's the last time you'll see them. That's not the right kind of story I'm trying to, to paint here, but um, you know, everybody's a little different. I think everybody can add um, to each other's lives and it's important to realize that early and often. Have you guys, have you guys made, efforts to cultivate friendships now like as an adult are you like because i i find it harder like the older you get it's harder to like kind of have friendships and keep them keep them going absolutely absolutely right like everyone has different experiences and a lot of times you've got to have more things in common right so you know as we were considering moving and we've got this this neighborhood here i live in a in a, in a double circle um, you got to drive in and then it splits off into two circles. So it's great for the kids, right? So the kids can't, they don't know what a road is. It's probably actually really dangerous if I ever did like leave with them and just wander into the road and get hit by a car or something. But at the end of the day, we started looking at, okay, we actually had some land that we purchased down in, in Highland. We said, well, let's go build, you know, we'll build our dream home. We'll build a really nice property, really nice houses down there. And we just said, you know what? Like, our kids have it made here. They've got great friends that'll be lifelong friends, but they won't have that if we leave now. 
Um, and so it really weighed on us and we said, Hey, let's, let's stay here. Let's put down some roots. Um, and, and we needed to look at ourselves too and say, Hey, this is really important that we build these relationships. Um, you know, we've been here for seven years so far. We've got some great friends and it's like, you know, I don't know why like things would excite us anymore or just like building that big dream home when we could really make it our own um, and stay here. So I think that's a lesson that for once we didn't move because we had a bad, you know, neighborhood situation. Um, I've been in a couple places where it's like, we got to get out. We got to change up our situation here. We moved and, and, and we'd made a conscious decision to stay in this neighborhood. And we're very grateful for, you know, the opportunity to stay here. And we realized that it is for a lot of that relationship built and a lot of those people in our lives. So I think just kind of realizing that, Hey, the grass is greenest where you water it. And, uh, and that it is important that relationships are what make it work. We'd be moving into a totally new neighborhood. We wouldn't know anybody. And we didn't want to take that away from our kids. And we thought, you know, we also have it pretty well made here too. And I think it is also important like to even kind of resurrect some relationships too. Like, it's great to see you guys. And it's like, man, 18 years, how crazy how yeah. fast that time flies. You still don't look like you've aged more than, you know, three days since high school. But. <laughs> That's why we keep the light behind. Us. Yeah. <laughs> you should see us with our shirts off. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, a great have... place to end this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when you, did, like, you made the decision to stay, you said you liked the idea of staying there. Your kids could have like lifelong friends, but you, you and your wife had, I assume you have friends there in your neighborhood as well. Like, was that a big factor into it or was it like, I just don't want to do this to my kids right now? I think it's a little bit of both, right? Um, you know, we, we did we did build up some really good friends here. I think we knew a couple people here before we moved in too. So it was great to be here and have someone we knew. So maybe we took that for granted for the first little bit. But I think it's sort of you get involved with your neighborhood and you start serving and you kind of have this like common goal that everyone's having a great time you kind of start to realize like, wow, this is a really great place because that's what we feel like we've made it. You know, we can, we're going to go out and have a 4th of July, you know, fireworks show you guys, Hey, come on over. But, um, it's like, yeah, we're going to go out and all our neighbors are going to be there and no one's going to call the cops. Cause we just want to have a great time. <laughs> Let's do it together. But yeah, Steve, I think, I think it's a great question because at first it was, wow. Like my daughter's got six friends on this street alone. It's like, we can't take her away from that. And then we start looking internally and say, well, we actually have built some pretty cool relationships here as we've worked with people here and sort of built up that trust that we don't want to start that over again. And so I think it does come back to, hey, looking back at other times in your life, like look at you two, right? You built this podcast together. And, you know, I think that there's still relationships from high school. Like it was great when I worked with Skillet, I would go over and talk to him, um, you know, at work and things like that. And I've got some other friends that you, tr you really need to stay in touch with and just continue to build that because you have those things in common as you go. It doesn't have to be geographically together, but it certainly makes it easy. Yeah, um, sure. So I think it's important to just continue to honor that as best you can. I love it. Do you have any other lessons? Anything else you've learned? Well, there's a lot, right? A lot of dumb mistakes that you make over time. But I think that's kind of what makes life really fun um, is when you can sort of learn and grow and develop. And, and I think that the other lesson, if I were to pinpoint something exactly, is just never stop growing, never stop learning, because there's just too many things to do in this life that if you stop learning, it's just going to get really boring, right? And if you stop challenging yourself, it's going to get really boring. So making sure that, you know, not only are you taken care of and you make sure that your friends are taken care of, but also your family and really those that you don't know, it's going to bring a lot of fulfillment. Um, and I think that 
you know, I, and, and I don't have a stat on this, but I want to say that back in one of the podcasts, um, we'd mentioned something like our class and you guys correct me if I'm wrong on this, but those, our class has like one of the highest mortality rates of any graduating class in the last like 40 years. I don't it's know, but I would like, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a whole bunch of people died from a lot of class. people. Are. Yeah. We've had a lot of tragedy, right? And so, oh, you know, even just, recently, like, yeah, like nearly, it was just like a year ago. Yeah. Or a year ago, she got in a car accident. Yeah. That was a car crazy. accident. Right. And like, but yeah, so a bunch of people, we are also like pushing 40. So like, that's the tough thing is like, <laughs> we all you know, feel like we're younger maybe than we really are. And it's like, well, like we said, 19 years have passed by and, a lot of life happens in, in 19 years, but I agree. A ton of people that are just young. Class of 1980, a whole bunch of more people should have died by now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, we gave that up for you. But, but look, I think, I think what is important, though, is that if, um, you know, and, and being prior military, I would even say this, that, um, you know, I wasn't the most social kid in high school, but if there's anybody that hears this podcast that even just needs someone to talk to, like, give me a call, reach out social media. I'm a great ear to listen. And, you know, I love giving unsolicited advice. So feel free to, I'm a sales manager, right? I'm always just coaching people up, but I'm um, like, look, you're loved and, you know, and, and feel free to reach out. We don't need to do this thing called life alone. There's no extra credit for going alone. Right. So even if we didn't connect that much in high school, like you're going through something like, look, I'll make time for you. So, I mean that, um, you know, it's uh, made a lot of, you know, kind of friends through the military. Um, you know, that's, it's traditionally a very tough place to be. Um, and the suicide rates are higher than they should be. And so, you know, not saying we've had a lot of, you know, suicides, but just for anybody out there that hears this, that needs to hear that message, like let's chat. Like just two days ago, I was talking to Gonzo about that, how it's just, I think what you just said is very real. I think a lot of people will hear that like, yeah, of course, like I can reach out if I needed to. And it's kind of like you see that sign of whatever store every time, every day you drive past the same sign and you don't care until the day you need like that service or the day, like if someone's like, man, I am actually feeling down in the dumps or I really do just need a listening ear. I think in those moments when someone actually is in that place, hopefully they act on it and hopefully whoever they're calling answers, you know? And I think that the world would be better if there's a lot more people willing to just listen and offer an unsolicited ear well i don't know unsolicited isn't the yeah. right word but like a non-judgmental ear like yeah i hear you, you no judgment here but i'm here for you yeah well and, and look paul's probably going to call me and and you know defend his honor a bit to me here but uh, paul you're great i love you so if you hear this, <laughs> yeah I, I miss you i haven't talked to you in a long time i want to hear how the navy's been but, but you know but but yeah i mean to your point steve like even if it's random, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just cool. Like, Hey, I don't know you, but you know, I just need to get something off my chest. I think there's value in just vocalizing it and letting someone just hear you. Um, and legitimately just offer up some words of encouragement. I'm good for it. So let's do it. Cool. Perfect. Nice. Bart, have you found like any new passions? Have you like in the last two years, that something that you've gotten really into? Like, yeah. we know gymnastics, baseball and soccer, you know, but Anything just for you. <laughs> yeah, don't ask me to do a, a cartwheel, right, or anything. It's the service. balance beam. <laughs> but, like, but like, look, tra becoming one of those traveling parents, I absolutely love it. And, and my seven-year-old had a baseball tournament in Salem, and I just became the biggest homer for, like, baseball and arguing with the umpire. And I'm like, I'm going to get kicked out only. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to show up on TikTok. Like, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like, but no, it's so so the passion is is revolving around watching my kids grow and and try out those new experiences. Um, just yesterday, I was up at the Draper Bike Park, and uh, yeah, I mean it's funny you say within the last couple of years because I just bought a. So to paint the picture here, I go into a bike store, and I'm like, look, I'm getting old, um, but I really want to learn how to mountain bike. So like, what do you have? Like, like, I, and I'm fine with road biking, but I've seen maybe a few too many accidents for people being out on the road and stuff. So the lady's like, I got just the thing for you. It's an e-bike. That's a mountain bike. You have to work like 30% less than anyone else out there. And you can go mountain biking. So great. So I would get this mountain bike and I'm finding all these cool trails to go on. I'm like, why have I not been doing this for the last you know 30 years of my life? This is amazing. So I took, I took my boys up to the, uh, the Draper bike park and I got this five-year-old who's super shy. You guys, he's, he's just like, he, he doesn't even like playing soccer because dad, me, the coach is yelling at him. Like, and he, he just is like, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> but he's up there at the bike park and we go up. So if you've been there, there's like this kind of cool, like, um, bridge that goes up and over the trail. Yeah. And it's a really steep drop. And he's like, dad, I want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to face plant. And I love that you just said that. Let's go do it. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I really enjoyed mountain biking, but I was, it was especially proud when it was like, my kids are starting to get into that kind of stuff too. And so, you know, I, I never really golfed in high school. Um, but I, I kind of picked it up so that I wouldn't be totally embarrassed when I'm out golfing with clients or in whatnot. sales. You got to golf, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to. Uh, so I, that's been, become a recent, you know, passion. I, I absolutely love it. It's super fun but I've got my seven year old playing now too. And he just had his first tournament and I'm out there just like, I'm, I care more than he does. I'm super intense into it. And I'm like, dude, you got it. You got to hit it this way and watch your club face. And it's like the dude's seven. He just needs to have fun. So I just, <laughs> I talk. But I'm like, this is great. So we're, we're trying out some new things. And, um, and so I think that's, what's a lot of fun. And, and I, you know, I mentioned the four wheeling. Uh, I love going down to Moab and playing around on the rocks. I've got a razor and just kind of into that whole community. Um, but my daughter got a pink four wheeler that she loves. She's, <laughs> she, well, she's too big for it now, but it's fun to watch her just, you know, sitting up on her, her little pink four wheeler. But that's the kind of stuff that I just get super jazzed about. I don't need to catch all the air in the world on the razor. Or I don't need to be, you know, the speed demon when my kids, I just get to watch them just running around in the dirt and we go on little trail rides and stuff. So, um, I think the passion is just revolving around what they're liking because that just bleeds through to me. And I, then I realize it's coming from me to them. They want to do what I want to do, which is really fun too. So it's really reciprocative and, um, and I enjoy doing it. So again, you go back to the invitation. Anyone want to, you know, have a little mini high school reunion. Let's go out and uh, go play in the dirt get our machines out there. I love it. Gonzo will bring his pink four-wheeler. <laughs> yeah. I'll dollars. ride that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I'd probably fit. I'm a little guy. <laughs> um, Bart, do we, do we have any beef? I had it. Dang it. I had a good beef lined up for you. I got to remember what Paul's was. He had a beef for me. So, I don't, I don't have any beef. I'm really easy going you guys. Um, and, and I wish I had some really like funny beef for you. I will say this. Um, when I joined the army, one of the lessons that I learned is that life's just too short to sweat the small stuff. Uh, I still remember one night 
laying out in the field and, and you can see these live action tracers going over you, which are bullets that are just lit up. Right. Yeah. Well, I can see these tracers going over there and the drill sergeant's like, all right, you stand up, you're going to get hit by one of those. And I still remember that moment really vividly and just having this impression of who cares about all these little challenges in life. There's people out there that are getting shot. There's people out there that are fighting for our country. There's people out there that, you know, don't know where the next meal is going to come from. And so I just thought, you know, when I joined the military, I was a little bit of a hothead. Right. And, um, I'm always like the passive aggressive type. Like I remember through high school and, you know, someone had a nicer car than me, like, and I'll, I'll pick on Paul again. He had this really sweet Supra that had these big 12 inch subs in the back. And I was like, I got to get bigger subs than that. So maybe that's my, (laughs) (laughs) he had a way better car than me. Um, but I don't know why Paul got picked on so much. Like, I, I don't know. I think there's still some unresolved Paul issues here. That- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to therapy with Paul. Um, I think you might need to call him up. <laughs> do like Paul and Bart. Yeah. And I, and I do. I Okay, this actually does remind me. Uh, I do have one beef with Jason McGavin. Okay, and I don't know where Jason is. I haven't talked to Jason for a long time. Shooter McGavin. Yeah. Shooter McGavin. I was arrested one time in high school. Because we snuck out, we were having a sleepover at his house, we snuck out, and you guys, it's so dumb in hindsight, we snuck out to go buy toilet paper. Smith's was open 24-7, that Smith's there on 13th East. We sneak out to go, guys, let's go, let's go, we gotta go this way, we gotta go this way. Jason, no, like, we're not running down the middle of the road, we gotta go. Anyway, we go out the front yard, <laughs> his neighbor sees us, his, whose house had just been egged, and comes charging at us, calling the cops, and the cops came and picked us up. Uh, Jason, I told you, I told you you're wrong. That feels good to get off my chest. <laughs> we, all had to, we all had to go home and re- respond to our parents at 2 a.m. why we were arrested. And I never did throw Jason under the bus. It's like, okay, we, we were out doing shenanigans. But I still feel like Jason was the reason that we went. We went down the middle of the road toward his neighbor's house with all the lights on, going to Smith's to buy toilet. You don't have rolls of toilet paper in your house already we can just use? I don't know. So probably not a big Jeez. pack. If anyone has any beef with me, unfortunately I haven't been called out. If anybody has any beef with me, I'm sorry, but yeah, let's work it out. Yeah. No, I, I don't have any beef. Any. I'm like, Paul. We're, we're clean. Let us know, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> he's got beef now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we just manufactured some. It's good. That's so funny. Do you, before you have anything to promote, do do you have a fun story you want to share? You mentioned the, at the front of the, the of the pod that you had a couple of fun stories you wanted to uh, to talk about. Well, ice already made its way out, so you got some good blackmail on me for that. It wasn't originally for you, Elise. So if you hear this, that wasn't for you. Sorry. Um, I'm fine if you want to make that about you, though. That was it was great. The, totally uh, okay, it's like I got, I got honestly, like maybe subconsciously, I mean, uh, it kind of kind of fits. If it would have worked, then absolutely yeah. it was for her, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. No, I, I got I got one other good one here. Um, I told you guys about my pride and joy, my '91 Honda Accord, and I I was driving that in the church parking lot up on 17th East, right in front of Willow Canyon, Willow Wonder. If if you went there, you know what that's all about. And I let, I let one of my buddies drive it and we were, we were running around and he let one of his buddies drive his Mustang. Okay. Um, I won't throw him under the bus, but who I am going to throw under the bus is Josh. You guys all remember Josh Elliott. Um, yeah. and I hope Josh listens to this cause he'll, I hope he'll just think it's funny. 
And by the way, Josh lives just a couple blocks away from me. And I just learned that the other day. So I got to go reach out and, and say hi. Um, but Josh was in the back seat, Okay. And uh, we're, we're driving in the parking lot. We're both just doing donuts, you know, on the dry asphalt, whatever. And we cut this corner and the other guy cuts the corner and we smash into each other. Just <laughs> wrecked my 91 Accord. Josh gets out and he goes inside the church. Josh walks out of the church about 10 seconds later. And he's like, whoa, what happened? What? I can't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> Backseat. Is he concussed? <laughs> He's a witness. That's an insurance fraud. <laughs> Help me out with this thing. What are you doing? I don't know. So it was, it was totally this guy's fault. I saw the whole thing from that church over there. I'm like, dude, I need you for a police report. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I was in there the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. We had a lot of good Josh Elliott stories. <laughs> That's not and, my problem. And look, and look, Josh was my best friend. Like the, the dude is amazing. We used to fight all the time. Like we go play basketball together. We get mad at each other. And it was the kind that we'd go home and then we'd come back together like 10 minutes later. Sorry, bro. We're good. Okay, let's play again. Um, so I missed that guy. Uh, and, and he was great. Moved it, He moved in down the street from me. And so we did a lot together um, kind of right up until our senior year. And, uh, and, and if you guys remember Matt Baker, I, I made a good enemy out of him. I knocked out his two front teeth with a baseball bat on accident. Oh my so God. I was on accident, kind of like scared of him in the halls. He he always made me a little nervous that he was going to just get me back for it. So Matt, if you're out there, you might have a beef with me. So I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that was back in elementary school, but yeah, I, I don't know that I ever made up and uh, I don't know think he ever talked to me again, but I'd see him in the halls just like, sorry, man. <laughs> and, uh, it's just, this is a good apology series for me. I'm, I'm sorry. You're going to sleep so good tonight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel like I'm Letting it all out there. If nobody listens to this, I'll still feel good just because it's out there in the universe. So this is really good. What, what should I be promoting, you guys? You said what, what, before I promote, what am I promoting? It's something that, your something that charity, you want people to know your about. Your business, yeah. uh, your favorite podcast, a side hustle. You know. <laughs> Okay, I'll promote a side hustle. I got, I got a side hustle. Look, I got a place down in St. George. It's awesome. Um, a rental? Yeah, I do. And it's, it's St. George has become one of my favorite places on the planet. And I, I say that because I've gotten into mountain biking. I love four wheeling. You know, you take the kids down, you go swimming. Um, yeah, so I got a place down there. And uh, you know, my wife and I always said, well, if we could move down there, we'd go but we've got family here, you know, we've got parents that are getting up there in, in years. And so it's like, we probably need to stick around and take care of them. But um, we said, well, let's just buy a spot down there. So we've got a spot that we rent out. So yeah, I'll promote that if, if anyone wants and, and we'll get you a, a discount code. So if you want to reach out, we got oh, a code. We can send, uh, send us a link of it, like send it to me and I'll put it on the show notes for sure. Right. And we'll promote let's it. Go. Yeah. Let's go. Love it. Yeah. It's going to be booked gotta, up for the rest of the year. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. So we got, hey, and they got like the full pool. It's just going to be done and um, pickleball court. So you want to go feel like you're 80 all over again? This is the spot. So <laughs> I love it. Go enjoy it. I love it. Yeah, I'll throw that over. Let's oh, do it. Awesome. Well, Bart, thank you so much. It's been it's really good to see you. It's really good. We got to ca- catch up a little bit. Um, I loved it. I loved it. And this is great, guys, and uh, I, I appreciate the invitation. I guess my one last plug for uh, you know us us band nerds is that the 
you know, for anybody that is wondering how they're going to get their kid through college, that big old long trombone that I walked around with, and we always joke that bang people's knees with. Um, I went and played trombone in the in the military. I played in college, paid for college, and um, and and got me out of college debt free, which was awesome. So you know, you just never know. Kind of like some of those little nerdy things. I'm like, I didn't necessarily love playing the trombone, um, but it but it did the job and uh, kind of opened up a lot of doors. And so anybody that you know is listening that says, hey, we want our kids to be able to have um, some of these skills that might be worthwhile or useful going forward. Music was a really good way to go, um, and I still carry that with me throughout my life. And um, I don't know why I felt like I needed to tell you that, but just in terms of let your kids follow their passions, but just make sure they're having fun at it. And uh, and in turn, you'll probably have a lot of fun at it. So if there's any theme to this podcast, I would say that's just find your joy in life and uh, and go after it and take care of the people that, that cross paths with you. So with that, yeah, thanks for reaching out. It's great to see you guys, and uh, let's uh, let's connect up again soon. Hopefully, yeah, you're really close, so really. we can we can for sure get together. Yeah, I didn't know you were in Riverton. That's like you know, fifteen twenty minutes. I know, and I feel bad that I'm not sitting there with you in the basement, but I'll get I'll finish <laughs> getting my house set up, and uh, you we'll make it happen. This let's was go. this was a good weekend to to miss. The kids <laughs> have been crazy. The, it's the house is a total disaster. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear them like running all upstairs right now. Like. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. Well, Thank you, you guys, Thank this is great. Much. Have a great, uh, a great Fourth of July, and let's uh, let's sync up again soon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Thank for you, sure. Bart. Thanks, Bart. Yeah, guys. Bye. We'll see you soon. So, Steve, we just got done talking to Bart. What are your thoughts? I loved it. And I started taking notes so I can actually have something to say here yeah. at the end. Uh, I loved it. It was, it was great to see him. Um, he had that sweet, like, you can tell he's been out in the sun because his face. It looks like he'd been golfing. He had, like, yeah. a golf tan, like, yeah. the sunglasses. He, he burnt his nose boy bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, first, immediate thoughts, right? He loves being a dad. Like, when we talk about passions, he's like, I just, yeah. he seems, it's not, uh, I, I think some traveling parents, like you said, I think it's just like, man, we're just like, are so busy doing stuff all the time, but he sent like he sounds like he just genuinely enjoys it. Like he loves watching his kids. Um, I like that he turned it around. It's like they like doing the things that I like to do. Yeah, and so it's just um, it's really cool. I doing that. I think that was really cool. Just to see how much he just genuinely enjoys doing that as a dad. Yeah, I loved it. it, it obviously, his kids have been a big central point for him being a dad. And then also thinking about like, cause with they're thinking about their move or places they'd like to be, they, they think about, well, setting roots in their neighborhood, all this stuff that that has been really a focus and, and something important to him. He's like, it's like, I'm a sales. I do, I do sales. Like he talks about like his career a little bit, but really what's important. It's like, I, he was saying, I work to live, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I loved it. I thought that was great. And um, his lessons of on fostering friendships, you know, he was saying like, Hey, I, w- I was in the military and like, you know, it just kind of what right after high school kind of left this world behind. And then now in life, he's connecting with the people around him. So it, it was, it was really good. I, I really enjoyed it. That was the only thing he, that he said that he regretted. He's like, I, I regret that. It's almost like partying a- so much harder. <laughs> Well, he just said, like, leaving to the military, it was, like, a very definitive close to that chapter of his life. Yeah. It's like, okay, high school's done. And then it's just, like, immediately in the rearview mirror. 
Um, but he talked a ton about relationships. And I, I could relate to that because we have moved a ton. Um, I mean, shoot, Natalie and I have moved so many times. And even our, our kids are so young, but they've moved a lot in their little lives from, yeah. from Saratoga Springs to Washington to Tennessee to Sandy to Saratoga Springs. And we just moved again. And every time we've moved, I think the great thing is Natalie and I have been great at, at making friends. And well, you and Nat are like Mr. and Miss Congeniality. You guys are like easy, like make fast friends with people. And like, but you, so you think like, oh, you have the skill set to like drop, drop in anywhere and like be able to like fit into a community. But you don't think about like, well, maybe our kids are like really like that last place, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> or, you know, it's like, or they have, are having a harder time making friends than, than, you know, we like, we make friends easy, but so you don't think about it. No, and that, and it's exact. That was the biggest lesson we learned in our last move. And I loved how he said like, yeah, I mean, it's both like we have some friends, but our kids have really good friends and, we wanted, you know, the more they thought about it, we thought, shoot, if we have an opportunity to stay and we can move into this other house that meets our needs better, like, why not just do that instead of the big lot in Highland? Yeah. And um, I just, I really respected that because I think that it's true. Like, the relationships are awesome. And I, I'm grateful for the relationships I've made from each place that I've moved to. And I still stay in touch. Like, I have friends from all those places, but still hang out with Gonzo. And, uh, and I loved that. Um, we had a, this is so random, but we had a family party at my house just last night. I invited all my cousins over. Super weird to watch. Like my one cousin is exactly like his dad, my uncle. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is freaking weird. <laughs> and and I that clicked with me when Bart said, like, my daughter has like her four-wheeler that she loves to ride on. And yeah. they love this because I love this. And I, I think to myself, like my kids, even though I don't think they're paying attention, they're always watching. And they see how I interact with other people. They see how yeah. I act at the restaurant. They see how I act when people knock on my door soliciting whatever services. Like, am I kind to them? Am I a huge jerk? And even though they're little kids and they're distracted, whatever, like, I'm positive that years down the road, that's shaping how they're going to be. Like, obviously, they're their own people and they'll have their own experiences. But I do think that we're setting a framework of what they're, like, the example of what they're going to be when they grow up. And so... Um, I just like that he pointed that out because I've been thinking a lot about that for my kids. You know? Love it. Love it. <laughs> if you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email, jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com or reply to my DMs when I DM you and ask you to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can reply. You know, even better, like, don't just ghost us. Just, just say, I'm not interested. You know who you are. <laughs> Either way. Uh, (laughs) I love it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.